Welcome to Prime Marriage Podcast, where we put marriage first. Hey, welcome to Prime Marriage Podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. I am one of the hosts, Brandy, along with my husband, Chris. Hey, hey. And we are ready for another week. The weird thing about it is they just keep coming, don't they? They do keep coming, but this week is going to be a little different. This week is going to be a little different. We actually are going on a conference for my work, but you get to be involved in it. I do. And since it's at my happy place, yeah, it's on I property know. at Walt Disney World. Or... You've never got to experience a conference I at haven't. Disney. No, so... I am looking very forward to it. Yeah. So how has your week been? Uh, it has been, well, it's been busy, but it's also been just trying to tie things up. You know, whenever you're going to be gone for a full, especially for a full week, there's so many things going on. We got a new clinic who they are opening on Monday. Yeah. I mean, so they're going to be busy. They're going to be busy with that while I'm gone. Plus that's orientation day, which I usually do new employee orientation. So I've had to turn that over to someone else and kind of get them prepared and what I normally do. And Hey, this is what you need to make sure you tell them this and (laughs) just going through all that stuff. And, and, um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a busy week, not crazy busy, but busy enough. Yeah. How how's how about, your 2024 going so far? Uh, so far, so good. Good. Yeah. How no. how about those uh, not resolutions but goals? How are those going for you so far? Um, are you saying what goals? Well, <laughs> no. See what what happens is well, I don't I don't I don't set resolutions. I just keep the same ones from last year except i add on to the end of it and i mean it this time oh so yes. that's kind of how that yes works, yeah. yeah 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 no i i haven't done so well with my uh, goals but i do have a shout out hmm. one of our listeners one of your friends who has become one of my friends reached out to me after she listened to our last episode and has um invited me to be a part of a Facebook group um, to kind of help hold me accountable to one of my one of my goals. And so Tony Ann, thank you for that. I do appreciate that and you're right. We can do this. She's a, she's a great encourager. She, she is. really is. And I'm that just that warmed my heart because she was your friend mm-hmm. because you had met her and you, she still she, is. She's well. <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to meet her um, this year, mm-hmm. and I, she is very, she is a very endearing person. Yes, and so I, that kind of felt good. So she's gonna help hold me accountable for my, uh, one of my goals. At There's least. lots of people in that group who will help hold you accountable if you if you post in it. They're gonna they're, you're gonna get a lot of encouragement too. Well, good, good, yeah. because that will maybe drown out the um, discouragement that I give myself. <laughs> Possibly. That so, always seems to be louder than anything else. Yeah, though. it does. It does. But um, so we're on for another week. We had. Yes. Um, we had. Let's no, talk about. No. Let's not. No. Let's not talk about that. Just because it's a new year about. does not mean <laughs> we're turning over new things. That's not it. Nope. I think we I need. Could go a lot of different directions. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I think that it's been long enough that we now need to start discussing. Um, it's a new year, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we need to like revisit the whole culture of your marriage. And we have a part two. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen. That I don't even remember what you named it. Was it just... Marriage culture points, I think. Maybe yeah. something like yeah. that. 
No, no snappy, snazzy. No, no. Okay. I didn't really start doing that until here lately. Okay. But. Well, so we had we do have a part one to that back mm-hmm. some, uh, what, about a month, two months ago. And so I think that it's time for us to revisit part two. Yeah. So we can actually review what part one was. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah. So um, the first one that we talked about was comparison and how comparison kills. Yeah, I've, you need to stay in your lane when it comes to... You know, just in comparison in a lot of different ways, not just with other people, but other couples with uh, comparing, you know, your spouse to other people. That's so dangerous, you know, and just your marriage overall. We just need to stay focused on what you need to do. No no two marriages are going to look the same. No, they're not. And And no two successful marriages are going to look the same. No, absolutely not. There's a different, whenever there's two different individuals you're going to be dealing with different things, different personalities. And, and so, yeah, never compare. Um, the next one we talked about was reaching for the stars and yeah. setting goals. Yeah, to be goal-oriented. Right, because you have to know what your end game is going to be. You do that whenever you're playing sports. You do that whenever you're building a project. You do that in so many areas of our life. Why do we not do that in marriage? Yeah. And so we need to be goal-oriented and set goals for um, the lifestyle you want to live, the financial um, health of your marriage. You need to do that in so many areas, even for your children. That's right. And then the third one we talked about was kiss. Literal and <laughs> just keeping it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, yeah. If you call your spouse that, don't mm, do that. That would no. be a very... You're talking to yourself when you say that. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, don't I mean, overcomplicate just, it. Don't right. read into things. Be kind. Yeah. But be direct. Yes. And and just don't don't play games. Yeah. Don't put... That could be a whole culture point on itself. That's not even one of the ones we have listed here. No. But just en- enough with the games. Yeah. Nobody likes to be gaslit or anything no. else in a marriage. And it happens way too often. It really does. And it's sad. It it's is. Sad. So that is what we talked about in part one. Um, But now we have three more points that we want to talk about. Do you want to hit them with the first one? Yeah. Uh, The first one, and we actually, was it a whole episode that we did? I think we did. Something like this. But, you know, it's always, there's going to be a lot of things in this podcast that we're going to rehash stuff that we've talked about before. Because this stuff doesn't go away. Right. And you need reminders. You need refreshers in what you are supposed to be doing. Because a lot of times... I need that all the time. I need somebody to, hey, remember when we said we were going to do it? We need to, to get in. So just bringing that up, refreshing, saying, hey, we, don't forget about this. This is an important thing. Yeah. And this one is important. And that is called build some walls. Build some walls between mm-hmm. your side of the bed and his. No. <laughs> At times, maybe. <laughs> it depends on uh, how how things build go with that. Build a, a pillow fort. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, basically we're talking about building walls, putting up boundaries. Boundaries. I think that's what we talked about before. Yes. Building boundaries and and for protection for your marriage and also just to keep you you and your spouse sane Yeah. because there is some craziness that can get in when it comes to a lot of different areas. Oh, absolutely. And that can go, well, I mean, starting out in the simplest form, um, that can go with extended family. Mm. We do not have that issue. No. Um, we don't have intrusive in-laws. Um, <laughs> we did have one living in our home for a while. And so that was a little different. Um, 
boundaries look different. The walls look different at that time. They did. But even when he, you know, your father was living here, he never tried to get involved in our marriage. He never did. No. No. Uh, that wasn't so much that. We had to build up some more literal <laughs> walls uh, <laughs> about, you know, just getting out of the house and, and yeah. being able to get away together and, yeah. and do those kind of things. But no, that's not really what no. we're talking about here. No, we we're don't have. About, well, and, and a big way that we invite our in-laws in is whenever there's a, and it's not you. And once again, this isn't you and I, but this is marriages. Um, you call your mom whenever you fight with your spouse. Uh, bad, bad, bad idea. You cannot do that. That is like marriage law number one. Yeah. You know, do you, not complain to your parents about your spouse because no. unless you're just flat out, I'm getting a divorce and it doesn't matter and it's over anyway. But unless that happens, you're going to forgive your spouse. They're not. Yes. They don't, they're not required to forgive that person. All they, they hurt my baby. And you know, they're going to hold a grudge. They are. And it's going to cause friction. It's just bad news. Yeah. Bad, 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 bad. Honestly, some of the best advice I heard was from um, a wife who said the day before their wedding, her father-in-law, or to be father-in-law, um, pulled her aside and said, please do not ever complain about your spouse, about my son, to your parents for that very reason. If you have a bone to pick, if you are frustrated, if you are mad, come to me because I can love him. I love him already with, an, with a parent love, um, that undying love, and I know I've lived with him. I raised him. I know. And I'm not going to hold that grudge. But I can maybe give you advice because I have been there. I have dealt with it. Yeah. And I thought that is some amazing. Even if you talk to like their siblings, maybe. You took that advice literal. I did? You did. When Tyler got married. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. You did the I, exact I same did. thing. I did. I asked them. And that was where it was because I was carrying that advice on because I thought, what great advice. And I can't say I upheld that in my first marriage. Right. I, of course, there was a lot of it that bled over into my my parents um, naturally, not just because I was telling them. But yes, I, I did. I, I didn't uphold it in my first marriage. And I did see the grudges and the um, change in attitude towards my spouse. So um, I, I've been very good. Of course, it also helps that I have a little bit of a, <laughs> a coolness towards my mother at this time. So well, that's true. You don't really have to deal with too much on that front. In, no. In any way. No. But we talked about something. You said um, you, you actually just used the word bleed. But one of the culture points at our church yes. is never bleed down. down. Always bleed up. And Ooh. I, I think I know where you're going with this. Well, Go ahead. We, we talked about this at work a lot this week because oh. there is a director who is under considerable strain and this director has bad-mouthed a lot of other directors to one of the people in my department. Oh. Not a director, just an employee. And he doesn't know how to handle this. Yeah. He's like, why are you even talking to me about this? <laughs> one of the people you're throwing under the bus is my director. You know, Just and so, because I have ears does not mean you need to use them. And it reminded me of that culture point. And that is just a great culture point, not only for a business 
but in your home as and well. And that's where I thought you were going, yeah. was if you are frustrated with your spouse, do not bleed down to your children. Go, don't do that. Do not do that. You're making them pick sides when you yes. do that, and that, and that, we, is that does not turn out Horrible. Well. We yeah. all know how dangerous that is once you're <clears throat> divorced and you, you're dealing with, you know, we try not to ever badmouth the other parent, even though we're divorced, but when you're married, it's even worse. Oh, so much worse. Do not do that. Yeah. So the first one is like in-laws. That's the first place that a lot of times you have to build boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And the next one is friends. Yeah. Um, And it might not be, we were talking about this before we hit record, but it might not even be like an unhealthy type of friendship. It might just be a friendship that the hobbies or the habits that you have with that friend might cause some strife between you and your spouse. Yeah, if nothing else, it could just be because of the time that it eats the up. The time and, it does. You know, your spouse does need to be the number one person in your life, yeah. period. And if something's eating up your time that much that it's affecting your relationship, then yeah, it's time to put up some walls. It doesn't mean you're not friends with the person anymore. It just means And it doesn't mean that it has to be the end to the friendship. No, no I that's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we can we can kind of go into that a little bit. I mean, you have a hobby. Mm. You have a hobby that sometimes, especially early on, it really consumed you. And you're right. You're Do right. you want to say what that hobby is? Uh, Disney. Yeah. I mean, it was all things. Yeah, all things Disney, and I mean, it was, it was consuming, and that was before I even knew people. Yes, that was before you were connected to any type yeah, of community. But because there. of all the communities that I'm involved in with podcasting, I got to where I was doing Zooms multiple times a week. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, constantly on my phone and all these message groups, none of them, was there anything nefarious or bad happening, but it was still eating up way too much of my time. It was consuming me. Your phone was going off all the time. Yeah. And you were constantly looking at it or constantly making comments. And I mean, for you to be an IT guy, you don't type (laughs) the fastest. I am like, yeah, I I text poorly. (laughs) And so, and so it was just like, we were in the middle of a conversation and you would pick up your phone to talk or to respond or to check it to see what that notification was or somebody's responded and it it became an issue yeah and then i dealt with a battle of because these people had become your friends like close friendships and you and i are both the same in that like we don't get friends we don't have a lot of friends no and so i while i did not want to take that friendship away from you, we had to start making boundaries. We had to start building some walls. And then I dealt with a whole other side of that to where I felt like your friends are going to think I'm such such an evil person or I'm a jealous person jealous. or controlling yeah, yeah, yeah. because they didn't see the side of you that I was seeing, like you were the fun-loving, life of the party, everybody loves Chris kind of person. And I was the one who was sitting there, hung. I was craving your attention, and I was on, I was put on the back burner because your hobby had taken precedence. Right, 
And it was never a conscious decision. No. I'm going to ignore her for this. It was just, it was so much. There were so many different communities yeah. and so many different. And not one of them was message bad. Message groups. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing ill going one on. One of your friends had a, had a major life issue and you all took up an, uh, like an offering. <laughs> Can you tell where I work? Um, you guys took up like a collection and have helped them. You guys have done stuff for the, um, the children. Um, Give kids the world. Yeah. Yes, you have like it's an amazing community and they have welcomed me with open arms but i don't have the time to commit to them that you have and so you've built that rapport with them and so it it was just it was something that you had to pull back from i did i did and i still talk to these people occasionally i still you know communicate with You're them still on, a part over of social it. media i'm still part of the community and i i love these people they but are those they're were, my friends that but, those were walls that we had to build to help our marriage it wasn't that there was an attack um because a lot of times if you think back into like um historical times they there was all of the cities always built walls around for protection mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not from an attack from the outside it's to prevent those from the inside from dealing with stuff on the outside that that could cause harm no and that's where those walls really got built the reason they got built it had nothing to do with the people on the outside it had to do with kind of setting some goals for myself and some you know orientation hey you need to that's fine you're you're friends with these people and that's great but just pull back a little bit and put your priorities back in line. Yeah. So, and, and that could be said for people who have hobbies of hunting. Like we're from rural Illinois. Um, they hunt, they fish, they, they do all of those kind of things and it can pull you away. And not that those things are bad, but it just pulls you away for a long time. Some people exercise. My ex-husband, he would go and spend over two hours in the gym every day, every day. And I had little children And whenever I would ask him to, hey, let's maybe build some walls and maybe set some boundaries, you would think I was asking him to commit some kind of mortal sin because that his focus was on his priority, which was the gym. Right. And that trying to... Obviously, there's nothing wrong with being healthy. There's nothing wrong with working out. And can I say something real quick about that? Walls were still built. They just started being built between him and I. Yeah. Instead of around our marriage, it was more of an isolation type of thing. And so that happens a lot. Yeah. And once again, you have to look at where your priorities are. Uh, You know, in the case of going to the gym, that's fine. Yeah. But if it's two hours a day... And you're also working eight hours a day. Yes. Now, now you're away from your spouse even more. Yeah. You've really you you are isolating. Yeah, so. yeah. And so, so those those friends, those hobbies can take you away for for long periods of time, and you just have to find the good balance. Um, also, sometimes work you need to build some walls because that work you can bring the work home with you, and you can just build spend too much time building relationships or building your career. And you lose your family and you leave your family behind. That's very true. I don't think we have to worry about that too much. Uh, I don't even <laughs> like the taste of workahol. So I am definitely not a workaholic. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is what I live with. Okay. So let's go on to the next culture point because we really, that one ate up some time. There. You know what? That's okay. It it's is. good stuff. It is. Yeah, you don't have to edit this. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so the second culture point for today 
is Believe the Best. Believe the Best. And that is... That's not always easy to do. No, it's not. Uh, especially if your spouse has a track record. Yes. If they have a record if of... If there has been a break in trust at all in the past, it's very hard to believe the best. But it will... When there is mistrust, it damages your marriage to a point that sometimes it can't be repaired. Yeah. And that goes both ways. Um, yes, you do need to believe the best. That does not mean you throw common sense out the window. Right. You know, so if, you know, if you have a spouse who is dealing with addiction issues and there are suspicious things happening, we're not saying to, it's all rainbows and butterflies and you're just, oh, I'm sure it's fine. You know, you cannot put yourself in harm's way. You cannot put your children in harm's way. But as a general attitude, believe the best. Well, and once again, as we've mentioned before, we are believers, we have a firm foundation in in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So we believe in grace. Because of that, we believe in grace. We do not believe in condemnation. That is not for us to heap on people. However, there is a, a repentance type of situation where if a person has been caught doing something, let's just say, let's just say that they have a gambling issue and they've been caught doing it and they're not the least bit remorseful about it, that grace that you need to, that forgiveness that you need to bestow upon them, while you want to withhold it because you're like, well, you're not worthy of it, that you can't do either. There's a real fine line, and they need to be repentant about it. They need to be remorseful about it, um, apologetic about it, and be willing to work on changing their ways. But that trust is broken. Right. And that and so therefore that grace cannot be applied to something. It's kind of like a wound. If you have a wound and you refuse to lay it out on the table, you can't apply the salve to it. It's the same way with grace and forgiveness. If you're not willing to lay it out there and say, I am so sorry. I should not have done this. You are absolutely right. You cannot apply that grace and forgiveness to it. That's that's true. And I feel like we're almost going opposite of our point here with believe the best. I mean, really. Well, but that also needed to be said. It does. It does. And it's because those are life affecting issues. They and, are. And they are. It is very difficult to build back trust. But what we're talking about here, we're talking about just you cannot. The only person who knows what is in your spouse's heart is your spouse. Yeah. So you cannot constantly be in doubt of their sincerity. Now, they didn't need to show with actions. They need to show. But we, we need to we need to start having some faith in our spouse. And there's a reason you're with them. Yeah. There's a reason you fell in love with them. And so you need to put some trust back in there. You cannot withhold all trust and expect that person to make changes. There's no incentive. There's no incentive for them to make a change if all they see with you is mistrust. Yeah. And that's tough. It is very tough. It's, it's very tough. And it, you you have to try to believe the best. Believe that there's not that, um, I don't even know what the word is. You have to believe that there is not a, um, a way about them. That they're not misbehaving or they're not um, misusing your trust. Um, you can't, every time the phone goes off, you can't, who is it? Who is that? What do they want? You know, you, you can't, 
you can't constantly assume that every action they're taking is one that's leading them back down the trail. Yeah, because there are people who think, just always assume the worst, that way you're pleasantly surprised, but that will drive a wedge between you and your spouse that is almost unsalvageable. So that would be like, well, I'm assuming you're going to cheat on me. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And then when you don't, I'm happy. (laughs) Right, right. Right? That, That to me sounds, that doesn't even make logical sense. No, it's not okay. And your spouse will end up resenting you because of... There's a lot of resentment that comes into oh, that. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. there's constant doubt, constant... And I understand. They may have given you reason to doubt, but you also have to give them reason to change and give them the encouragement and inc- constant doubt. But and, it still might not happen. And lording over them is not going to... What? <laughs> <sighs> On this point, I feel like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth here. Um, and that's okay. It is, that's I guess. How we, that's who we are. I mean, you you do have to believe the best, but yet you have to do that. Like I said, there's a line with that. You have to be able to believe the best, but also know when it's a situation. And we are not advocates of divorce in any way, shape, or form. No. However, we both lived through it. We have. And the life that I lived, the the stuff that I went through, I could have cut my losses a long time before I did. Not only that, but with all the stuff you went through, I could have had that heaped upon my head without having done anything. Yeah. Just because that's your experience. Exactly. But you didn't. No, I didn't. No. And I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't tell you everything. (laughs) (laughs) Because I believe the best, babe. Uh (laughs) All right. You feel like we covered that one pretty well? Yeah. All right. Let's go to the last one for today. And this is one that I am going to say it, and then I'm going to let you take it, because you do it so well. Um, and I don't mean this in the way it's going to come across. No. The like third there was one... a whole lot of sarcasm on that. <laughs> the third one is bore your spouse. That's right. That's what it is. What do we mean by that? So in bore your spouse, and this is something I struggle with so much, because number A, I'm a naturally quiet person. You are. I am not a huge talker. Um, I know some people who they, they see my presence on Facebook or whatever and they're like, really? Uh, no, seriously. I am just not a huge talker. So you are not naturally the life of the party. Correct. That's what you're saying. And not only that, <laughs> I work in a job where I am resetting spoiled doctor's passwords. My job is not an exciting job. It pays well. Mm-hmm. I, I do fine. But it's not like it's exciting work. So when I come home, I do not talk about mundane things. I don't, I'm not, I'm just like, why would I want to bore her with that? What I have come to realize in the past few years, actually, yeah, is that your spouse needs to hear from you whether you think it's exciting or not. That is not for me to judge what I think you're going to find interesting. Yeah, You love me. You love our life together. That is part of our life together, is what I do outside when I'm not with you. Yeah. So you're interested. You want to know. Not to be nosy, just because you want that communication, that connection. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Together. Because we're not, when we're not together, we're not building something together. So that is a way to stay connected, yeah. is for you to know what's going on. Because I know you you are good about that. You like talking about your day yeah. and what all happened. Um, and you get to deal with craziness because you're in ministry. So... <laughs> I, you know, your stories are, are pretty exciting, but 
I get now over the last few years, I've come to understand that even some of the stuff you probably think is boring, what happens to you, but I still want to hear it. Well, and I mean, how many years did we go with, like, you would come home and you'd be like, well, how's your day? And I would like tell you about whatever happened and the issues that I had with the computer and crazy people that would come in. And this was in my previous job. (laughs) And the crazy people that would come in and this and that. And, you know, coworkers that acted and said stupid stuff or inside jokes or whatever. And then I would say, so how was your day? And you go, it was good. It was good. And that was it. Wasn't that busy? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And, And I would be like, oh, okay. And so then... And then how many times do we sit at night and I'll go, hey, talk to me. Or we'll be in the car. What's on your mind? And you shut me down. You're like, oh, you wouldn't want to know. It's some kind of rabbit trail I'm on. And it's just, no, I do. I'm not asking you that just to fill the silence. Personally, there is so much noise around me all the time. I enjoy silence. I'm not asking you that. And your spouse isn't asking you, tell me about your day. How do you feel about this? Just because they like to hear your voice. That might be part of the part of the thing, but it's because they want to have that connection with you. They want to know the boring stuff. They want to know the fact that you were in the bathroom and somebody came in and was talking and you thought they were talking to you and yeah. or other <laughs> embarrassing situations. They want to hear all of that stuff. So even though you might find it boring, Bore your spouse. Yeah, just know they're not being nosy. They just are craving connection. Yeah. And how does your mind work? Yeah. And that's a lot of what it is. And, you know, you have been uh, very unpleasantly surprised about some of the ways my (laughs) mind works. Because I'm like, are you sure you really want to know what I was thinking right then? Because... I mean, you know, a well, troll eating goulash is is something that would pass through my mind during the day because it rabbit trailed from somewhere else and just continues yeah. to go. And I just am quizzing you to make sure that the only thing your mind is on isn't doesn't have ears and a tail. <laughs> he 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 yeah. So it's okay to share those things. And you know what? We have several different types of cards that we have gotten that kind of help share those things. We have a book that's like 365 um, conversation topics and you go through one a day. We haven't done that in a while. We went through the whole thing, but, and it asks questions that helps you to get to know your spouse. And they're questions that you wouldn't normally like think about, you know, um, in, even as long as we've been married, there are some questions that you go, I didn't know that about you. Right. You know? And some of the questions are fluff, just fun. And then some of them will spur on a hour long conversation. And you both sit there and are crying because of the emotions that it's brought up and all good things, but still it's, it's that connection. Yeah. And it is okay that you might not think that it's exciting because your spouse does. And like you said, I naturally do that. I'm a talker. Like, that's what I do for a living. I can talk. And I like to share with you, like, all the crazy details and different conversations that I've had. And I never know what my day's going to look like. And you have seen that whenever I don't share those things, that you too crave them, even though that's not your strong point. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's needed. Conversation is needed. That connection is needed. Speaking of having a conversation, do we have any Brandy's homework? 
Because I'm sure it involves a conversation. <laughs> it always does. Well, actually, um, it could be not a conversation, but yet kind of a conversation. In our first um, culture of marriage, we talked about, do you have a culture? What is your culture? Sit down and talk about what your culture of your marriage is. And I think it's just a continuation. Do, were any of the things that we talked about today kind of like um, light bulb moments for you? You know, do you need to set some boundaries? Because that those were hard conversations for us. Mm-hmm. Those were those were kind of a hey, we're going to visit this, and then, okay, now we're going to revisit this. And and we kind of had to work through that. There are, because there's defensiveness there, especially there when it comes to stuff that, you know, your spouse may enjo- really enjoy doing. And it's something that they get a kick out of, or they, they just, they have, you know, cultivated these relationships or whatever they are. And, and so it's defensive when you've, well, because it, it feels like an attack. And I kind of want to revisit that for just a minute. Yeah. When it comes to needing to build those walls, when it comes to whenever you're having to talk to your spouse about it, you cannot demand it. You can because what kind of problems would that cause between you and I? If I would have come to you and I would have said, Chris, this Disney stuff, it is enough. I have had enough. You're not going to talk to them anymore. Well, one of two things happens. Either A, I comply and resent you big time. Yes. Or two, I continue to do it just behind your back. Yeah, I, exactly. Those, it causes those secrecy. Those are the only two options yes. that comes out of that. So, so you cannot demand that. That is total conversation and sometimes compromise. Yeah. And you might not get your way. There's been a lot of things that I've had to compromise on, and you have too. I'm just talking from my perspective. There's a lot of things that I've had to compromise on that is not the going the way that I think it should go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's only my opinion. And so that compromise, you have to make sure that you revisit and revisit and and know that they hear you, they understand you, they they see your perspective. And that you also see their perspective, and then you can and come a lot to a of compromise. Times, that's what it takes is for once the defensiveness goes away. Because I did, I had a yeah. light bulb moment, you know, and all of a sudden I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I, I never even saw it that way, but I couldn't because yeah. I was I was automatically fists up. Like, what do you mean? You're not going to take literally, away people. No, not literally. No. You're, you're not going to take take away what I enjoy, you know. And yeah. that's not at all what she was trying to do. So. Once that defense, you let that defensiveness melt away, you're able to get a new perspective of it and get the perspective. If you love your spouse, you're going to try and see things yeah. through their eyes. So, and you want to work through it yeah. and you're going to find that compromise and you're going to find what works for both of you. So that's my, that's my homework is just to talk about your culture again. And it's the beginning of a new year. Why not address it? Why not look at it and go, Hey, you know what? What is our culture? Yeah, let's start to implement some things. If we have said it back whenever we listened to part one, how are we doing on it? Yeah, that's good too. Reevaluate you know, it. Yeah, reevaluation so, and see how you're doing on it. Yep. All right. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you still love me? I do. And let's go ahead and talk about we have a website. We it do have a website. Primarriagepodcast.com. Yes. We need you to rate and review us as well. Yep. We've been sitting on the same number of reviews for quite a while now. So share it. We want you to share this. That would be great. What a great 
beginning of the year, everybody's like starting to get their goals and everything, like share it and be like, look, this is great marriage advice, relationship advice. This is fantastic. You need work because we are fantastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't have it all together, people. <laughs> we, don't. we do not have it all together. Um, but just share it because, you know, we, we want more people to hear our corniness. <laughs> so, and then we have um, an email address. Yeah, it you is can contact us at primemarriagepod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. And then, of course, we're on Facebook at the yeah. Prime Marriage Podcast. And interact with us. We've been putting stuff out there and have gotten zero. Yeah, we nobody's get likes. talking. Nobody's talking. They're liking it, but they ain't talking. They, they're not, nobody's talking. So, oh, now we need some talkie talkie. <laughs> <laughs> Ear eat up. All right. Well, we thank you so much for joining us here at Prime Marriage Podcast. And remember, we put marriage first. And it is only divisible by one. Bye, guys. Bye.